This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Moss, and you are listening to our special eight-episode mini-series on our team interview for the Ideal Team Player. Let's jump right in. The top's got to be held accountable. You've got to come to the top, and you've got to say, I want to help change the culture, but it starts with you, buddy, right? And, And here's a tool that you can use. Take it or leave it. But this is where it starts. And then somebody's got to accept that and receive that and do something with it. You know, and I think that that's the, the, the amazing thing is, is I think that that's in reflection how this has happened. Um, I, whether it's divine intervention or, I'm, you know, I mean, like you, you don't know how sometimes people come together for the right reasons at the right times. But it, it certainly has made a dramatic impact, I think, in some of the work that we're doing, you know, that as you continue to progress, you'll be more and more involved in, you know. Yeah. And for me, I think, you know, in case you haven't noticed, I'm not exactly a shrinking violet, right? <laughs> but I I also acknowledge that, and, and Dave and I have talked about this before, where um, I know that I have the personality and I have the wherewithal because of the fact that I'm not a shrinking violet. Like I can bring an energy in a room really high, but I can also bring that energy really low. And and so like, I always have to be very aware of that. But in part of that, it's like, okay, if I can use that to inspire other, like if people see me use my non-shrinking violet voice to be able to say things that are important, like maybe that will inspire people to be able to say the yeah. things that are important to them. The and example. I, that's what I, I very desperately want to have happen. So yeah. two things I, I just want to make sure aren't overlooked. So we're saying like, Jess, that example of you, right? You're okay. You're not on a management team or leadership team, but you're a leader at the company, right? And uh, it's a di- diagram by uh, made by John Maxwell. I believe the five le- levels of leadership, right? The bottom level is position, right? So that's the... I have to, I have to follow you because you're of your position, right? right? You're marked as a leader because of your title. So I have to follow you. That's the bottom level of, of being a leader, right? And the top is, uh, the, the pinnacle, right? So that's because of what you're doing, right? Because I respect you, how you act, your actions. I follow you as a leader. I don't care what your title is. I don't, care what anyone's telling me I have to do or not do. I'm following you because I respect what you're doing and, and the example that you're setting. Right. So that's, that's what we're saying there. Um, and the other point, I don't think it should be overlooked because we talked about it briefly, like it's a normal thing. It's not normal. So Travis, you talked about how you'll give me a call, uh, on a random night and ask, you know, was I a jackass there or, or, you know, how, how was that handled? Hmm. Yeah. That's not normal for Mm-mm. executives or leaders to do that. My whole experience, go back to the consulting world. I'm sitting at tables with executives all the time and they have the biggest egos. They're never wrong, right? They never make a hard decision, but they're never wrong, right? So f- this is what I say. This is what everybody does. Go do it. I've, I never heard one of them ask for feedback, ask uh, how they should approach something. I can't imagine it was happening behind the closed doors either. So the fact that that's the example that I see, right? Travis calls me. Well, I'm going to call Travis or I'm going to call somebody else and say, how did I handle that? Because that's what I see. So 
I want, I want to emulate that. I want to, I want to get that feedback as well. I don't care title, position, anything like that. I'm learning just as everybody else is. So that's a great example. And that's not normal. So that's something that's very important to call out is that that's happening at the highest level. That that's, that's the example you follow. And I want to add just a, a little schmidge to that. The fact that I kind of on the lower level of things, I have so many of those types of interactions with other people, other colleagues. They're mm-hmm. like, hey, I just, you know, somebody's leading this meeting. I'll get a phone call. Hey, this happened. Do you like what what is the feedback that you have on this particular, you know, part of the conversation? And so this is happening through the organization, which I love. I think it's fantastic yeah. to be able to get that feedback and be able to provide the feedback. So I think that, you know, it's really starting to to kind of flow through. Yeah, we we kind of had to force this framework in, right? I mean, uh, Dave, you're a little bit more in the inner workings of it and just you've seen it start to unfold and seen it start to show up in other places. This is something that you have to do deliberately. You 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 from an organizational standpoint, you need to have enough fortitude and enough belief in the people that you've pulled together that um, you can handle this, right? Because you, this is not for the faint of heart. There's going to be people that you find out don't match up right. But then at the other end, what you're seeing in these meetings and these people following up with you is what Dave was just saying. They're, they're starting to mimic the behaviors and, and they're, and I've seen the amount of growth we've had over the last, let's say year, <clears throat> um, really six to 12 months, the the velocity of it is incredible. And I think it's because everybody's having much better conversations about things that they're observing. They're not taking everything and saying, oh, you know, what's that about? And should I be taking this personal and and, and burying right. that in their their heart? They're saying, hey, this happened. What should I be thinking about this? What don't I know? And then we have better conversations and people are like, okay. And then a lot of times the feedback is, could we do it better next time? And it's like, yes, we could. Okay, great. Let's just move on. And there's not a lot of grudges and stuff being held there anymore. Whereas before, you know, if you leave dark closets, people are going to shove them full of stuff, right? Like if you leave the, if you have an empty closet, people are going to find stuff to put in it and, 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 and hide in it forever. And, and it's just like, um, this I think has helped us not do that. And I, and one thing I do want to say too, is I, people follow you because they respect you. And what do they respect? People respect the virtues, right? They don't respect what you say, what you say. People say a lot of things, right? People don't respect what people say. People respect what people, what people do. And when you're talking about the virtues, humble, hungry, and smart, people respect you, Jess, and they respect some of the work that you're doing because you're doing it. And you're saying these things are important, even if you're not necessarily talking about the framework, you're communicating in a way that is saying this is an important way to act and an important way to carry yourself. And because you're surrounded with people who have similar characteristics, the ones who are buying into it, they're the ones who are already strong in those categories. And Mm -hmm. they just, now they're learning how to have a voice like you have. And they're, they're learning how to talk about it. And the ones who are pushing back against it, the ones who are really kind of creating any of that friction, they're telling you what you need to know, that they're, they're not at that same place. They're not at that. They're, they're not buying into that. And it, it, you just leadership. I, you know, I, Dave, I don't know where on the hierarchy of this is. I think you said it was at the top, but 
people respect you, but they respect you because of what you do. And I, and maybe that's the ultimate form of accountability. Yes. Actions speak the loudest. And it never really occurred to me until you, you said this, um, just in how the, the feedback after the meetings, like, oh, did, you know, was I a jackass or just, I think that historically in, in other companies in particular, um, like you would call people after a meeting and be like, oh my gosh, can you believe that so-and-so mm. said this and da, 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 da. And I, it never even dawned on me until you said that, but none of that happens. Like there, it is truly a productive conversation. So if those conversations have been after the fact, they're productive or they're like, hey, I totally, and even if it's um, a situation where somebody's like, did I misunderstand what they were trying to communicate? Like, mm -hmm. what were they saying? It's a productive conversation. It's just not a bitch sessions like some sometimes yeah. they would yeah. normally be. So, um, yeah, but you're that's teaching people, cool. you, but because you're teaching them how to do it, you know what I mean? Like, like the more of us who are doing it this way, the more of us who are approaching communication issues this way by saying, "Okay, I trust that person's on the same page as me," but we're miscommunicating about something right now. They've got an idea. Maybe either I didn't explain it well, they didn't listen well, they didn't write notes down, they were in a hurry, I was in a hurry. Um, maybe in my head it's really simple, but in reality it's much more complicated or something like that. It, it really helps you not be afraid to go talk to that person, like you're saying. Um, and the more people who are doing it, just the more, the faster yeah. you're able to address misconceptions, because I don't care who you are. Every couple who's in, in, in you know, in deep, deep love or, you know, whatever your relationship is, you're going to have misconceptions. You're going to take things completely wrong sometimes. Um, and you're going to have to figure it out and reconcile. I mean, some people say, nope, never have a problem. And I would say, well, how, how hard are you really trying to grow if you never have friction in your life? Because to grow is to change and to change is to have friction. To learn is to have friction. Because when you learn, you look at the things that you thought you knew and you go, oh, whoops. You know, like that was really stupid. I can't believe you. And this is why they say hindsight's twenty twenty. You think you're doing something perfect right now. And five years from now, when you know what you don't know now, you're going to be like, wow, look at. It's not even, you know, I it's went a fucking from a moment. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> holy shit. Like I basically was drinking out of a paper cup and now it's made out of diamonds. Right. It's It's mm -hmm. like. It's, it's that bizarrely incredible when you see how far you can grow over a short amount of time and you look back and you say, I thought I really knew what I was doing then. I was absolutely clueless. Um, and, and, and I mean, that's life. That's our journey that we're on. And if you're not trying to do that, then you're going to, you're probably not going to have these conversations, you know, well, think about be in these situations. Think about how the conversations happen. Like why, why is this happening? Why is it not a bitch fest? Like you said, Jess, right? Like, because you walk, you're walking in the door and you have this understanding now and it's talked about, Yes, right? This framework that we keep referring to, but the key there, and I heard it, trust and respect. I trust you and I respect you, Jess, because I know what you're doing. I know you're bought into the framework and you're improving and you're developing and you're spreading it amongst the company, right? So I know I'll have a productive conversation. I trust it's going to happen. I respect you. There's no question. I will. I don't look at it as you're bitching about something or here comes another complaint or like what wasn't perfect this time for you. That's not a thought. 
when I trust your approach to it and I respect you, right? So that's the key. When we're all on that same page, there's no question about the intention of anything. Taking over the world, man. Well, I think it helps too. And one of the things I try to teach people, and it's hard for them when they first come and join Seed and, and they first get into our atmosphere. But one of the things I try to teach them is, you know, own your mistakes because it's not your mistake that you're going to get in trouble for. If, if you are making a decision or doing something with the right intentions and you make a mistake, you make a mistake. We'll look at the process. We'll look at the training. We'll, we'll, you know, figure out what it is that's causing the mistakes to happen. So it's very easy to move on from a mistake. It's not a, it's not a, there's no going home at night and crying because you made a mistake and you're afraid, right? Or that you got to hide it or that you have to fight for your survival if you make a mistake, if you're on the right framework. If you make a mistake though, because you're not humble, if you make a mistake because you're getting greedy, you know, if you make a mistake because you're acting like an idiot, right? And you just don't care about anybody else. Those are mistakes you got to own, right? Those are mistakes that those are your problem. But if if you're not doing those things and, and you make a mistake, you that's where the rest of the team can say, you know what, they or Travis will use me. Travis, you made a mistake, but we believe in you because of what you do and what you stand for. And the fact that you learn every time you make a mistake. So we're going to make mistakes. Every single person at every single level is going to make a mistake at least once. <laughs> Not a single one of us are perfect. Probably more often than we want to admit, we make mistakes. But if you're able to communicate and say, okay, that was a mistake because blah, blah, blah. What do we need to do to help make sure that we don't get into this again? Think about it. Not everybody has to repeat every mistake you made then. Like if you're humble enough and you make a mistake, it's not embarrassing when you say, I made a mistake. I mean, it can be a little bit embarrassing, but it's not like some people melt down if they get called out for anything. It's like, okay, you made a mistake. Let's talk about the mistake. Let's talk with the team about the mistake and why it was a mistake so that everybody understands that's a mistake. And this is what we're going to do if we make that mistake. We're going to do this, this, and this. And this is what we're going to do so we can eliminate that mistake in the future. Now everybody understands why we're doing something. Sometimes we roll out policies and procedures because we're like, oh, somebody made a mistake and we need to fix that so nobody can make the mistake again. And everybody else is looking around going, well, I didn't make a mistake. Why are you punishing me? And it's like, it's not punishment. It is because you know we realized when that happened, this, this, and this wasn't set up so that accident. I mean, why do they put guardrails you know, around roads? In case you make a mistake for Kayla's driving, right? To to like yeah, to make sure that if you make a mistake, you don't go too far, and and, and you know what I mean. Like it's it, but it's the same thing. It's you're going to make mistakes, but let's create an environment where when you make a mistake, we can leverage the benefit of the mistake. We got to pay for the mistake one way or another. We're going to pay for it. We're going to pay for it as a team because we're a team, and we're all as long as we're all bought into this. If you're not bought into this, you're going to pay for the mistake yourself. That's your problem. But if you're bought into this and you're making the mistake, but with the right intentions, then as a team, we're going to fix it. And as a team, we're going to move on because that's what you do. And people talk about family all the time. What's good family? Good family handles their business this way, right? Broken families don't. Broken families blame and kick people out and that kind of, and shame people, right? But good families, they say, look, we're going to handle this together. We're in this together. It's a synergy, right? Like yep. that's, you get the support. If you're part of a team, the ideal team player, if there's a lot of a ideal team players, 
you're going to have the latitude. You're going to have the support when people, when someone screws up, they're going to be like, that's okay. I got you. I can help with this. I can help with that. That's okay. I got you. And it's, it really is a support mechanism. 